and we're uh, we're now beyond quarantine. Uh, well, yeah, we were supposed to uh, regain our freedom here at uh, Panic HQ uh, on April sixth. And for those of you that t- are tuning into the uh, podcast on the Anchor app or one of the other platforms. Uh, welcome to the panic attack. And uh, they have extended yesterday the Presidente uh, and the governor of Ohio followed suit um, that the quarantine, or not really quarantine, but... Um, Guidelines for safe distances and for uh, preventing the spread of this virus uh, have been extended uh, to the end of April. End of April, we were supposed to in Ohio get our release on April sixth. But uh, let me go over tonight's shoe topics. Have a really, really good shoe for you. Somebody I'd like to have guest on this shoe. That's my Ed Sullivan impression. And I'm realizing, man, I need to get the clippers out and get my wig trimmed. Starting to look like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Um, so, yeah, we got, we got to talk about the coronavirus. Um, and then um, my favorite time of year next to Christmas... It's WrestleMania season. And then, um, you know, a few months ago, I did a little uh, ditty. Uh, it was in December on a wrestling girl, lady wrestler named Kelly Klein, who was alleging uh, she got fired for um, speaking up about head traumas and wrestling, uh, and she was saying that, you know, her company, Ring of Honor, let her go. Um, over the last few days, there was a, another controversial incident with, uh, a, an up-and-coming, uh, independent wrestler, um, named Maria Manic, or her, I don't want to dox her, but, uh, well, it's not. She posted her real name on her Instagram. Maria Nicole Spiro, uh, here's her actual name. Um, but anyways, there was a alleged domestic violence incident or aggravated assault, as she would prefer it called, with her and her boyfriend, Teddy Hart or friend, Teddy Hart, I don't know, don't care if they're boyfriend, girlfriend still, or not, but, so I'm going to delve into that, uh, Teddy Hart and Maria Manic wrestling name, Maria Manic uh, incidental, and so, first off, though, let's, let's gab, uh, YouTube doesn't like it when you say coronavirus. Oh, well, I'm not monetized anyway. So, um, President, you know, 
talked over the weekend. They extended the uh, self-distancing and preventative guidelines for another 30 days. Um, but, and uh, that, that means, you know, only essential businesses can stay open. At least here in Ohio, this is what they've uh, adapted this to. Essential businesses stay open. Um, now, if you go into a grocery store um, or just, just about any store, they're um, like where you would line up to go check out. There are X's like with duct tape made with made out of tape. X marks on X marks the spot on the floor and they're six feet apart. Um, this is to keep social distancing. Also, um, in front of a cash register, they put up a, it's a sneeze guard is what it is, but it's like a glass panel or plexiglass, plastic glass uh, panel between you and the cashier so you can't breathe your snot and germs and virus on the cashier and vice versa. Um, Burger, <laughs> jeez whiz. Uh, I seen a Burger King advertisement the other day. Um, now, when you pull up to their drive-thru, they don't want to touch you <laughs> or you don't, they don't want you to touch them or something and hurt. It's kind of weird, but, um, the, um, they'll, they'll hand you a little paper tray and you put your credit card or your money in it. And then, you know, they do their thing and, you know, swipe the credit card, put the money in the cash register, and then they hand you back your card or change in the little paper basket. And then they'll put your your paper bag with your food in it on a serving tray and hold the tray out the window so that there's less a chance of touching. Woo! Have people gone too far? Uh, I mean, I get the plexiglass sneeze guard at Giant Eagle. Or, uh, I don't know if Walmart has them yet, but I get that you know protective barrier between you and the cashier. Uh, you know, they obviously for, you know, for looks and appearance purposes, they can't have their cashiers standing there in masks. I mean, I guess they could, but, you know, this is America. We got to worry about appearance and looks first. So now you got to look at your cashier through a plexiglass sneeze guard. And, um, so the... The nice thing is, like, uh, corporations are ramping up the production of masks, protective equip personal protective equipment, which are, like, biohazard gowns that the doctors and nurses put on over their scrubs. Um, the company Jockey, which is, like, a fancy, nice underwear company, um, Jockey Shorts, jockey underwear uh they are ramping up production of masks for doctors and nurses as well as uh, their production of uh 
scrubs, you know, the, the outfits that doctors and nurses wear. Um, they're also here in Ohio, uh, prison inmates are going to start making surgical masks and, uh, face shields for doctors, hospitals, and nurses, and whatever, so that, that's pretty cool, you know, everybody's doing their part, uh, the drug companies are donating millions and millions of dosages of the hydroxychloroquine, um, and, I think, and uh, the Z-Pak, Zithromycin, uh, and they're, you know, they're ramping it up, and some are donating, some are selling to the federal government. Um, so, Ohio, the Ohio governor, yeah, he got, uh, here in Ohio, we have a company, um, I can't remember the name of it, but if you Google Mike DeWine and sterilize surgical masks, I'm sure it'll come up, um, or just sterilize surgical masks, Ohio company, whatever, however you put things into the search engine, and so, uh, this company, they can take the masks, um, about 80,000 at a time, and put them into a machine, and the machine sterilizes them, and then they can send them back out to the hospital. Uh, they can do, once the machines and everything get up at the capacity, they'll be able to sterilize 160,000 masks a day. And one of these machines is here in Ohio. One is being shipped to New York. New York. Is that a New York accent or a Boston accent? Whatever. Um, and then another one's being shipped to Seattle, Washington. So, you know, the hospitals can send their used masks, surgical masks, uh, to be sanitized and reused. The, the medical field, because Biden and Obama did not replenish the national stockpile of surgical equipment, ventilators, protective uh, clothing. After the uh, H1N1 virus, then now their doctors and nurses are worried about a shortage of these things. And Trump and uh, people like Governor DeWine here in Ohio are not only getting us through this event they're going to enlarge the stockpile replenish our national stockpile of medications um, surgical protective clothing the masks and respirators for doctors and nurses and patients and uh, we've got multiple companies now churning out the ventilator machines and we're going to surpass what is needed in the United States in the next 100 days. So many American companies have stepped up and said, we'll, we will help. 
and you know of course they're going to get paid for their help too but um we're going to surpass our ventilator need when you know governor cuomo and the mayor of new york city and councilman in new york city and a health official in new york city all said and go to parades go out to public gatherings no big deal trump's just a racist they now they're all squalling that there's going to be a ventilator shortage and it turns out the federal government shipped off ventilators to new york new york oh wow um and uh new yorkers didn't need them yet so they sat in a warehouse I'm going to warn your asses in Washington. Don't forget us here in the Midwest. Governor DeWine won't let you. But, you know, in Ohio, our the projections, the forecast, if you will, for our peak of the outbreak is uh, supposed to be in about two weeks. The last two weeks of April now. Uh <coughs> The, uh, based on modeling, and I'm not, I'm not talking Cindy Crawford here. Or Kathy, uh, it doesn't matter. Kathy that used to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated all the time. Um. Not talking about that kind of modeling. They're making uh, graphs and charts and projections of when the coronavirus will hit its peak uh, here in Ohio. And uh, over the weekend, um, or maybe it was Friday, they said we would hit our peak around mid-May. Now they're moving it up towards uh, middle of middle last two weeks of April, and the, the the curve they keep talking about. Our curve in Ohio is starting to get smaller because of the steps our governor has taken and that people in Ohio are taking. Um, so as soon as we hit the top of that curve. Then we the sooner sooner we hit the downside, right? So that those are good things. Um, you know, sadly, people are still being hospitalized. Sadly, people are dying. But, you know, that's how life goes, man. Uh, you know, it's just how, as my, uh, one of my mentors said, yeah, you know, his brother passed away a few years ago, and I say, hey, man, sorry for your loss. And he said, hey, you know, thank you, man, but, you know, that's how this thing ends, man. 
And you know, that's that's true. This is a one act play and there is no sequel. So uh you know, God rest those who have passed. God bless the families of lost loved ones. Um <clears throat> and I want to say something else about this corona thing. Um here in Ohio they're uh schooling at home now. And sadly we're on part of the second or third generation of kids people who don't even know what a Bible is. But you know what? For those of you that are still believers, they can take the Bible out of school. For those of you that believe in the cross, believe in Christianity, whether you're a Catholic or a Protestant uh, or Assemblies of God or whatever, um, Pentecostal, you know, you they can take prayer out of school, but while you're homeschooling your child right now, you can still pray with them in the morning. You can read the Bible to them. So this is a chance now to uh, put creation alongside evolution. This is a chance now to put faith and Christ back into your kids' lives since you're locked in the house with them. You probably need Christ. You've probably used his name inadvertently several times uh, as a, a swear word versus uh, the name of a human being. Uh, well, a divine human being, but, a, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost all in one. But... Uh, you know, this is um, a good chance to talk to your kids about that, uh, especially when you know, we have Easter coming up, and it's probably a good time to say, you know, this is about more than looking for eggs, colored eggs and chocolate rabbits. You know, God came to earth, took the form of a man, and died for our sins, so... So that we could live with him in heavenly peace eternal. So with that, uh, that wraps up my coronavirus segment. Um, but with that, yeah, let's uh, get a little more lighthearted here. Right, cheer on the panic attack. Um, you know, it, it, as a youngin. Um, and even today, my favorite sport slash entertainment, I, I still consider it a sport. Um, you know, I mean, it's a sport to hell with it. Um, <laughs> so it is uh, one of my favorite things to do is to watch wrestling, wrestling, WWE, all elite wrestling. But uh, the Super Bowl for wrestling is... WrestleMania. It's been that way since, was it 1984, 1986 was the first, I think 84 was the first WrestleMania or five. I don't know. It's been a long time. 36 years ago. So it's for those of you that are good at math, figure that out. Um, so you look at this and uh, usually WrestleMania season starts
with what's known as the Royal Rumble, where a wrestler comes down to the ring every minute and till 30 wrestlers have come and gone from the ring and the last wrestler left standing in the ring gets a world championship title match at WrestleMania. Um, and then, you know, in the months that come, you know, the hijinks and shenanigans uh, ensue to build up these big uh, payoff matches uh, and, you know, settle the score for all the drama that's happened in the last year since the last WrestleMania. And then, you know, they start a new cycle kind of of uh, gimmicks and, you know, who's a good guy and who's a bad guy after WrestleMania and various things. And, um, you know, when I was a kid, there was only, there were only four of these pay-per-view shows a month, big show, or four of these shows a year, pardon me. Now there's one every month, and it's kind of like watered down, um, because um, in the 90s, they just, they thought the more wrestling there was, the, the better, and that theory has gone on for the last 20 years. But, you know, WrestleMania is always cool. It's uh, spectacular. This year, it's not going to be as spectacular, but they're trying to make it cool. Um, what's going on is because of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, they've had to do it. They're still going to put on the WrestleMania, which is controversial, um, because, they, you know, it, it's supposed to be a spectacular and some people said, well, just push it back and this and that. Wrestling does not have an off-season. There is no downtime. And, you know, people that are saying, well, just push WrestleMania off a few months or, you know, put everything off till SummerSlam, the next big, one of the big four pay-per-views. Um, that doesn't work because, you know, they have storylines. They have rivalries. That, that need to be finished off. And they need to get the damn world championship belt off of 50-some-year-old Bill Goldberg as soon as possible. I don't know if that's even going to happen. But they've had to pre-record WrestleMania uh, with a skeleton staff in front of an empty room. And they're, they're trying to put on the best... Uh, show possible and I think the matches are going to start to become a little more gimmicky but uh, right now the Wrestlemania card one of the biggins is uh, Brock Lesnar the world champion versus Drew McIntyre now where there's no audience comes into play here is Drew McIntyre was released from the company a few years ago and he was a great wrestler back then even but he had to get out reinvent himself on the independent wrestling circuit and he had to you know uh, 
juice up on some steroids, get a little bigger, but um, he went from one of the WWE's top guys to nothing to back to being one of the top guys. And one of the things that they're having to deal with now is do they give him his WrestleMania moment and have him beat the unbeatable, uh, unstoppable beast Brock Lesnar in front of nobody? Or do they hold off his big moment and crowning as champion after all the hard work he put in to get back into this match, get back into wrestling with WWE? Do they do it in front of nobody? So, I think Drew McIntyre is going to win that match. Uh, The next one is Goldberg, who is World Championship Wrestling's biggest thing uh, in 1997. Uh, He won the World Championship from the Fiend Bray Wyatt, which was bullshit. Uh, They should have just let Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, go on a tear for a year and just tear through the roster instead you know he's got a great gimmick he's the best promo in wrestling right now um but he is not being used properly he kind of got shoved to the top because people were anxious the fans were anxious to see him get there and so the only way that they could have kept his mystique and his his uh, popularity up is to just have this alter ego, this psychopath side of Bray Wyatt, the fiend side of him, just tear everybody up. And so they fucked that up from day numeri three. Um, they had him. They had a draw match at. A pay-per-view where there was supposed to be like no rules, no disqualifications. The referee stopped the match for violence. Then at the next uh, pay-per-view show over in Saudi Arabia, The Fiend won the world championship. Then at another Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, he loses it to Goldberg. Now Goldberg is wrestling a wrestler who is to be determined. So <laughs> this is coming from... Uh, CBS Sports. Um, I picked the wrestler to be determined. Rumor has it it's going to be Braun Strowman. And he deserves a world championship shot. Um, The next match is a gimmick match. It's Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Which means they can fight in the ring, out of the ring, in the parking lot. In the backstage area. Um, they can fight wherever they want to. And. Whoever cannot reach. Whoever cannot stand up. You know. Whoever's last man standing wins. The guy referee counts to ten. If you're still laying on the floor. You lose. Um, this has been one of the best build ups. In the whole WrestleMania show, because 
Edge has been gone for nine years due to a neck injury. And Randy Orton has been on top for that whole time. And they were once tag team partners, all this stuff. Uh, Randy Orton, a few weeks ago, beat up Edge's wife, who was a former wrestler herself. Um, and then, you know, Edge is one of the best promos in wrestling. Randy Orton as well, so they can really build this feud up. Next is uh, John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in another gimmick match, which is the Firefly Funhouse match. I don't know what that means, but I imagine there'll be a lot of gimmick weapons around and in and under and above the wrestling ring, or perhaps it will take place... Um, in some other structure, like the the Firefly Funhouse itself, which is like a Mr. Rogers kind of clubhouse thing that Bray Wyatt has. Uh, next, we got Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Shayna, the real legit mark, mixed martial artist, versus the man Becky Lynch. Uh, ought to be a good match. Um, you know, I like Becky Lynch. I think though it's kind of Shayna Baszler's time to uh, become champion. So that would be interesting. I'd pick Shayna Baszler to win, but I want Becky Lynch to win. I want Becky Lynch to win. Um, Rhea Ripley defending the NXT... Women's Championship versus uh, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair won the Broad Royal Rumble. And was allowed to pick which world title belt she would go after. And so she picked Rhea Ripley at NXT, which is... Uh, now the third brand of WWE. They have Raw, they have SmackDown, they have NXT. And so Rhea, at first, she's very young. She's only 22 and she's already a world champion. Carries herself very well. But when she first came about, she was compared to Charlotte Flair because they're about the same in size and, and build and everything. Um, but then Rhea Ripley reinvented herself as kind of a British punk rock type personality. Uh, I think some of her reindeer should probably be illegal, but nonetheless, um, that'll be a good match. Two big strapping women um, battling it out. Um, you know, Rhea Ripley's one of the few women that can match Charlotte Flair's strength and size. So. It, that should be a great match there. Uh, I would pick Rhea Ripley to win. We have the Evil Bailey versus uh, Lacey Evans versus Tamina Snuka versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks. Uh, retired wrestler Paige announced this match. Uh, Paige is retired because of neck injuries and neck surgeries. That 
but basically this is a one, two, three, four, five woman match and whoever pins someone becomes the champion. So that, that's interesting. Uh, Lacey Evans, for all we know, could pin Tamina Snuka and become the women's champion of SmackDown brand. So uh, three women's championship matches on a pay-per-view. Um, that's very new to have two, four, seven women wrestling on a major on WrestleMania is unheard of. So the women's side of wrestling has gone from um, like a once every couple months thing in the 80s and 70s and going all the way back to, you know, the 50s. Maybe every couple months you would see a women's match, you know, to where they would be in the last 10 or so years, you know, on TV every week, but they might only get three minutes to now they've got, you know, out of 16 matches, three of them involve women. They're all for women's champ. Oh, pardon me. No, there's a women's tag match too. So there are four women's title, women's championships on the line. And there are almost uh, 10 women or more on the show on WrestleMania. And they steal the show. They put on better matches than the guys half the time. Then we have The Undertaker, the dead man walking, versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles was, uh, is, well, he was the biggest free agent in wrestling. And probably the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, others would argue, you know, Kenny Omega, um, Chris Jericho is probably one of the best wrestlers of all time. Uh, but I, in my, for my opinion, AJ Styles is the best in the biz right now. And this is going to be another gimmick match. It's going to be a boneyard match. They're going to go out to the boneyard. I don't even know what the hell a boneyard match is. Uh, Undertaker wins. Then we have Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Uh, this is just a regular wrestling match, but I would call it a grudge match. These guys tore it up on the independent wrestling scene and in Ring of Honor. And I expect a great match out of them. Uh, then we have Sami Zayn, who I think is the first Canadian-Syrian intercontinental champion. They've never acknowledged that in WWE, but... I'm acknowledging it. Kenny, Sami Zayn, first ever Canadian Syrian Intercontinental Champion uh, versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan, independent, worldwide, uh, famous wrestler. He wrestled um, in Japan uh, as the American Dragon and was kind of a hot, high flyer, I think. Uh, he still does some high-flying moves, but not as much. Great Matt Tactician, Daniel Bryant. Sami Zayn wrestled on the indies as El Generico. Uh, never spoke, uh, but he... Now they have him in WWE, and he's a great talker, and he's a great wrestler. Great Puts on a great match. Smackdown. Men's Tag Team Championship. You have... Oh, wait a minute. I skipped something. 
the Raw Tag Team Championship. This is a good one. The Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, Zelina Vega is building up a heck of a stable of Mexican wrestlers. Uh, for my money, she's the hottest woman in wrestling right now, looks-wise. And she can she can wrestle. She can do. She's got some moves. I don't know why they haven't thrown her into the women's division yet, which could use some fresh faces. But nonetheless, Zelina Vega is building up a stable of Mexican male wrestlers um, that can just blow blow the roof off the dump. And the Street Profits are awesome, but they're better in front of a crowd because they, they're very fan interactive. I picked the Street Profits to win that one. Then the SmackDown Men's Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison versus the New Day versus the Usos in a ladder match. So, I would pick Miz and Morrison to retain the titles. Uh, or per, well, the Usos could win this one too. They, they kind of deserve it too. And I think the Miz and John Morrison would make a better feud than a tag team. I want to. I want the New Day to win, but I think WWE will just go with something lame and have the Miz and Morrison win. Um, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. This is just another wrestling match. Um, I pick Alistair Black. Bobby Lashley hasn't been used properly since he's been back. You have Elias versus King Corbin. Baron Corbin, formerly known as. Um, this one's kind of thrown in there last week. Uh, I want Elias to win, but something tells me King Corbin wins that one. You have Otis <laughs> versus Dolph Ziggler uh, fighting over... What, what the shit? He's got a huge pop-up in the middle of my screen or something. All right, whatever. Otis versus um, Dolph Ziggler. I went to college with Dolph. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, but Dolph stole Ziggler's girlfriend on Valentine's Day. So now they're going to have the payoff to that. I pick Otis to win. But maybe Dolph will cheat and win. I don't know. But they're fighting over Mandy Rose. Why do I get past all these commercials and get to the next match? That's not all of them, is it? And maybe that's all the matches. So, that's WrestleMania. Big time of the year. Um, you know, something I've always looked forward to. Uh, the card is in question because of the virus. And I've heard rumors that some of the wrestlers showed up sick. And were sent home, uh, like one or two of them. Your guy that was supposed to wrestle Goldberg was Roman Reigns, but Roman had to back out because of a uh, because he has ongoing um, leukemia. Sorry, and his immune system is weak. So intriguing things going on with WrestleMania because of. Uh, the coronavirus. 
control. It, you know, it, it, among us wrestling fans, you know, a lot of us um, will post on our social medias and such. Happy WrestleMania Day or Happy WrestleMania. Kind of like it's our own holiday. And, and you know, if you're a big kid at heart like me, that you know, WrestleMania is a really big deal. Um, I still like it. I, I still look forward to it. Uh, even if I didn't try to watch wrestling all the time, uh, I would still watch WrestleMania just because it's WrestleMania. You know, but... Um, you know, that being said, we've got a lot going on in wrestling right now. So, um, and the coronavirus outbreak is really affecting WrestleMania and how it's going to go down. So, this coming Saturday and Sunday, it's on at 7 p.m. each night. A different show both nights. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how... WrestleMania shakes out uh, this weekend because truthfully, you know, you hear things on the internet and rumors and buzz and stuff like that, but you just don't know what's going to happen. I got Jim Cornette talking right now. All right. I think I paused Jim Cornette. Did you pause? Yes, you paused. All right. So on to my next segment. I hope I was in frame for that. So I was moving around trying to watch it, trying to read things. So, so, um, but you know, this is something. Um, the next segment. This segment is uh, something interesting. Something. I don't know. It's hard to talk about because it involves people's personal lives, but. Um, at the same time, I mean, we just had, um, a show on, uh, the network Vice, uh, called The Dark Side of the Ring that, uh, entailed the, uh, end of the lives of Chris Benoit and Nancy Benoit, sometimes known in wrestling as woman, uh, and their, uh, bless his heart, may, may he rest in heaven, their son Daniel, um, so, uh, there's this young lady wrestler that I followed, and I didn't realize how young she really was, because she's, um, skyrocketed through being a very raw, very green, independent wrestler, uh, into having a contract with Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor is not what it was 10 years ago, but it's still a, a cut above an independent promotion. Uh, well, a year ago, it, you know, Ring of Honor and New Japan Wrestling sold out Madison Square Garden and had a super show uh, which is something that WWE has a hard time doing. Selling WWE has a, a hard time selling out Madison Square Garden uh, anymore. And uh, Ring of Honor sold it out in under an hour. Ring of Honor and New Japan Wrestling. So, 
Let me get a drink of water here. Um, the person I'm talking about is, uh, she goes by the wrestling name Maria Manic. It's because she can be kind of manic at times, she says. And if you watch her YouTube videos, it, it sure seems that way. Um, she seems like a nice enough kid. Nice enough young lady. She's 23 years old now, I believe. Uh, from what I heard on the internet over the weekend. Um, and she's dating a wrestler named Teddy Hart. Who is... I don't know him personally. I've watched m several interviews with Teddy Hart. And I've watched several people do what they call a shoot interview on Teddy Hart. Um... He was awarded, or not awarded, he was signed to the WWE at the age of 18 and is the youngest person to ever sign a WWE contract. Uh, he was 18 in 1997, however. And because of attitude problems and backstage problems, uh, he was released from WWE. Uh, he's been a pain in the ass at every wrestling company he's worked with. Sorry. Sorry, dude, just, I mean, that's what, you know, if, if nine out of ten people say something, I could say, eh, maybe nine out of ten people are full of crap, but if ten out of ten people say it, and ten out of ten promotions say it, you know, um, he's, he's kind of, if he's known for anything in wrestling, so, um, He's very talented. It was very talented at one time to be signed to a WWE contract at 18. He's a member of the legendary Hart family. That's not just a gimmick name. He really is, you know, related to the Hearts. His uncle is Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, and, and he just. Uh, he, he likes to do high spots and jump off of the tops of steel cages and things. And Ring of Honor, okay, he wrestled his way out of Ring of Honor by constantly wanting to do dangerous spots that other wrestlers said, that's not safe, I don't want to do that, that move or that spot. And he would do it anyway. Now, let's back up a minute. I, I'm a wrestling mark. When I first found out about Ring of Honor, um, it was like 2002. They were just getting started. It may have been later than 2002. But anyways, a friend of mine said, hey, you know, it's, there's this great wrestling show called Ring of Honor. Will you give me and my brother a ride to the wrestling show? And it was in Pittsburgh. I was living in Kent, Ohio. I had to drive to Warren, Ohio, then to Pittsburgh to pick them up, or to Warren to pick them up, and then we drove to Pittsburgh. Um, there was supposed to be a major snow event, and I was like, man, I was depressed. I was this and that. Then I got a student loan refund check, and I'm like, I don't care if it snows or not. We're going to that wrestling show, and so we went to this high school gym in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I was like, whoa, I was really blown away by Ring of Honor. Um, and so we went to a lot of Ring of Honor shows for a, a good five-year run. Anytime they came near uh, to Ohio or to Pennsyl Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 
Um, and eventually they started running shows in Cleveland. Uh, funny thing is, about the time they started doing shows in Cleveland, which was closer to me, is when I kind of stopped going to their shows. But anyway, uh, they had great uh, angles and gimmicks, and it was like wrestling as a sport. And to bring this full circle, the guys would do moves and high spots. And it was the first time I saw, I saw what's called a suicide dive, where the guys jump through the middle ropes and hit the wrestlers on the outside of the ring. Uh, there were wrestlers that flipped off the top rope and hit a guy that was standing and hit a wrestler that was in front of me, and they both ended up in my lap. Uh, it was the first time in wrestling you know, since I was a kid where I actually believed that wrestlers may have been getting hurt in the ring uh, or outside of the ring doing these spot, these high spots, diving you know, from the top rope three or four rows into the crowd to land on the other wrestler. And then they would sell it as if they were both knocked unconscious. <coughs> Yet, Teddy Hart was too dangerous for this promotion, is my point. And he insisted on being dangerous and putting his self on the line. Okay, you know, you can do that. but also putting the other wrestler on the line. And, um, you know, some of these guys at Ring of Honor um, wrestle for a living. Some of them have other jobs. But if Ring of... Basically, what I'm saying is, if Ring of Honor says wrestlers say you're too dangerous, and they're not like CZW, where it's like blood and guts and death matches... Um, but they're not like WWE where it's like, oh yeah, that was that, that was fake. You know, they're somewhere in the middle. And so wrestlers had been known for taking risks, taking high high spots and big bumps. So if those wrestlers say you're being dangerous, you're being dangerous to the other wrestlers. And that's one of the codes to wrestling. Even if you're, you work snug or you work stiff, which means you hit the other wrestler hard but in a safe place, you, you always want to protect the other workers. So, and Teddy says, well, they, they never caught me. They didn't. Well, yeah, because they told you don't do the freaking move. It's too dangerous. You know? So... That being said, um, this young lady, Maria Manic or Maria Nicole Spiro, however you want to say her name, over the last few days, uh, I guess she made a, a text message to a friend. You can YouTube search all of this and see it for yourself, or else I'll be here an hour explaining the details. Um, she's texted a, a friend of hers to come. I mean, that she was in trouble, or come, come over, I'm in danger, or something like that, the text message read, and so, Ace Montana, her friend, comes over, and he thinks that, you know, he's gonna 
have to shoot Teddy Hart. So he draws his gun thinking that Maria's in danger. And this isn't the first time Teddy's been accused of abusing Maria. Um, so he gets to the door and Ace Montana's side of the story is Teddy didn't want to let him in. He could hear Maria talking in the background. And so finally Ace worked his way into the house and Maria was just coming awake. Uh, I guess Teddy had put her in a rear naked choke and knocked her out. And so then Ace gets Teddy out of the house uh, at Maria's. So he, according to Ace, Maria and Ace wanted Teddy to leave. And so... He gets Teddy outside, then he tells Maria, lock yourself in the house and don't open this door until I tell you to, and she does. And then Ace is filming, and he's cussing Teddy out and telling Teddy, I'm going to kick your ass, I'll shoot you, things of that nature. Um, The thing that really disturbed me was uh, this young lady, Maria, Having followed her YouTube, and I'm I'm still subscribed to the, I think it's called Ted and Maria's Unfiltered Adventures channel, but I don't get notifications uh, anymore because today I turned the notifications off because Maria posted a video today where she's making very, uh, making excuses for Ted and his actions and um, you know, she's just all over the place with her excuses for him, um, and the way that he choked her out, and that, you know, she, when she texted Ace, maybe the words she used were overreactive and caused him to overreact, and it just looks like a typical domestic violence person that is, making excuses for the abuser and this is the second time that she's made one of these videos um and to me you know this maria manic person i don't know her i just know her from youtube and independent wrestling she started out as a cute bouncy blonde and then she didn't get into she got a tryout with wwe and then never got a call back I think she should have got a call back. I think she should be in developmental at WWE right now, to be honest with you. But, um, she then became dating and affiliated with a wrestler named Schlack, who's a a big ogre that fights in these death matches. And they had a match against each other where... You know, she bled a lot. He bled a lot. I think she... Wait a minute. I think Maria... Actually won the match over Slack. But... And again, not knowing this Slack guy... Or her... They started dating. And... She went from... 
shit, blew my cigar match out. She went from blonde East Coast Barbie gimmick to I'm going to get a shitload of tattoos and wrestling death matches like Slack. So to me, she's kind of like a lost soul looking for someone to cling to. Um, when she first, you know, started dating Teddy Hart, she kind of dressed and acted normal. Teddy Hart, for somebody who's supposed to be, you know, a great wrestler, so he thinks he is, and he talks constantly, if you see any of their social media videos, uh, and he thinks he's philosophical and wise. And if you think you're philosophical and wise, you're probably not. Uh, he dresses in pajama bottoms constantly, fake gold jewelry, supposedly drives a Maserati, though I it can't it's not a 2020 Maserati or a 2019. It had to have been something he bought at like a auction or used car lot or something. And he blinged it all out with shit. I mean, Maseratis are high dollar. High, you know, if you own a Maserati, you treat it like a Maserati. You don't put the stupid light, disco light thing in a cigarette lighter. Or I guess the, it's an outlet now. Electrical outlet. that You don't bling out a Maserati. If you're normal. Okay. So the, he probably got this thing at a. Like a. Repossessed car sale. Or you know. An impound lot or something. But nonetheless. Um, so he put Maria in the rear naked choke. Uh, the police ended up coming. Maria today posted a video saying that you know. She texted ace to be her hero and to save her and to help her not become an internet hero because not long after this went down of course it made headlines uh you know member of the legendary hart family arrested for um assault uh he had been arrested a week earlier for possession with intent to distribute narcotics. Uh, and he was on house arrest. And this is all happening in the state of Virginia. So odds are he's going to jail for some time. Um, just for the, the steroids and the amount of marijuana he was caught with. Um, but... You know, then, you know, him and Maria get into this fight at their house. Um, I, I guess you would say he won the fight. And she's making excuses for him. And it just doesn't look like it will end well, in my humble opinion. Um, you know, I, I'm a too-nice-for-my-own-good person. And... You know, I think there's a certain level of mental illness that this Ted Hart has. And yes, I've worked in the mental health field under my many hats that I've worn. I also have severe panic disorder. Uh, Ted Hart does not have a severe panic disorder. 
He's got other issues. But um, I think, you know, his head could have been injured so many times in wrestling that he's going down the, the road of Chris Benoit where he's just mentally unstable. Someone else said he's bipolar. Um, none of that is an excuse to put your hands on a woman. Um, even if, you know, I, I mean, if you believe her excuses and they've both been physical with one another, um, you know, do the YouTube search and decide for yourself. Uh, I, I want to, if this Maria girl ever sees this video, and I'm going to tag her in it so there's a chance she might, um, I wish her the very best in her wrestling career because she's only 23 and she's already got a contract with one of the the three or four major wrestling companies uh, in the United States. I mean, in, in the U.S., it probably goes WWE, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, then Ring of Honor Wrestling. So she's got a contract with Ring of Honor right now. Um, she's off Ring of Honor because of uh, injury. I think she sustained... She sustained a concussion in a match with Bubba Dudley or Bully Ray. He's Bubba Ray Dudley to me. Um, but if she's watching, I recently had to separate myself from some friends of mine. They weren't friends for a long time and they were not good friends. But they would get so out of control, and because I don't drink, I would designate drive for them, or they would call me their personal Uber. But I got to the point where I said, you know, you're on my last nerve. You're causing me to have panic attacks after I've dropped you off at home. You're 40-some years old, and you're getting kicked out of bars, I told this woman. Uh, she's a pill popper. I can't be around people like that. She's an alcoholic. Her friend Al, who she calls Uncle Al, is an alcoholic and a gambling addict. But he sits there in my in the seat next to me and talks to himself. She's in the back seat acting like the Tasmanian devil. I live near West Virginia. If I take them into West Virginia and we get pulled over by a county mountie or a state patrolman, they they are not going to play games. And if I got Tasmanian Devil in my backseat speaking in tongues, and I got Gam Kenny Rogers the Gambler over here talking to himself, and I got a state trooper at my window, we're all three going to get screwed. I, even though I'm not drunk, I cannot have my name in the newspaper as having been arrested even if I, the charges get dropped later, all people are going to see is the headline that I was arrested. So sometimes you have to distance yourself from friends that are a danger to you and could hurt you, your reputation, your career, your life. This Teddy Hart guy, from every wrestling interview I've seen him in, and every wrestling interview I've seen about him, he's pissed away his career. 
In fact, uh, what culture wrestling had a, a top 10 wrestlers who had huge potential and threw it away? Who was number one? Teddy Hart. Let me say that again. What culture wrestling uh, internet channel had a top 10 or top 10 or top 5, top 100? I don't know. But there was like the wrestlers who had huge upside potential and pissed it away. Teddy Hart was number one on the list. So if a guy's 40 years old and threw everything away, yeah, you can be 18 and get a WWE contract and screw it up and then come back when you're 30 and turn your life around. But if you're still screwing up this bad at 40 years old, you're never going to grow up and never going to turn your life around. So other people that are on their way up that started wrestling in high school, Maria, this means you, and have worked their way from being picked on as an kind of overweight. I always thought she was attractive and she probably was more attractive than she gives herself credit for. But went from being an East Coast Barbie to being uh, a bodybuilding badass like China, but with a beautiful face. And you're, you're on your way up the ladder. Don't let somebody else knock you off halfway up. Um, I know I'm not the most philosophical or wisest person. And maybe that little sermon made no sense at all. No sense at all. And I know this segment's going on 25 minutes. But, you know, that's just my thoughts and opinions on it. Um, I think this Maria person, though she's a little, a lot eccentric. Um, Maria Manic, Maria Spiro, Spiro, however you say her last name. Uh, I wouldn't want to see her end up like Nancy Benoit. I wouldn't want to see Teddy Hart end up like Chris Benoit. But, you know, something needs to be done. And, uh, you know, maybe somebody needs to just put some space between them and uh, the person that's about to destroy their life. And maybe the guy that's destroyed his own life uh, needs to have his cat scanned and see how much brain damage these high bumps have taken on his brain and um, I hope this, that the whole story ends well for all all's well that ends well right um, yeah I, I already mentioned there was alleged abuse Maria's making excuses for her abuser um, Maria seems kind of to me like a typical puppy love early 20s person 20s female, I know, not politically correct, not feminist, but um, I see a lot of women in their 20s or at any age, they turn into the guy that they're dating. Um, another friend of mine, young lady that broke my heart, you know, she would listen to a country music song and relate it to a situation in her life or she would meet a guy and like suddenly she's gone from like country bumpkin girl to 
you know, gangster rapper girl, back to country girl. Then she likes motorcycles, so she's dating a motorcycle guy, and she likes motorcycles even more. And, you know, she thinks her and her little group of motorcycle friends are like the sons of anarchy. So uh, it just seems like, you know, certain women with a certain eccentricness become the guy that they're dating. So, um, and I see that I see Maria do that. Like when she started with Slack and he got the tattoos and she got tattoos and then, you know, Teddy Hart, you know, wearing bling and then he started getting her to wear bling and he wears pajama pants everywhere. He looks like one of these dudes out of, uh, you know, the people, people of Walmart pictures you see on Instagram and YouTube. That's how Teddy Hart dresses every day and thinks he looks good. And so, you know, now I see Maria wearing fake gold and stuff like that. So, you know, anyways, I, I don't mean to insult. I don't mean to pry, but I'm one of these people that's too nice for my own good. And I hope that this turns out well for uh, Maria Manic, Maria Spiro. And, uh, you know, my religion tells me I have to take mercy and pray for Teddy Hart as well. So, um, hey, all the best in your future endeavors. With that, uh, this is the end of the panic attack with Big John. I uh, wish you all well in this coronavirus fight that we are all in and pray for one another pray for our leaders and uh, pray that God stomps out this virus I will talk to you more about that at another time though thank you very much have a good night this has been the panic attack like share and subscribe please or not